This is Dr. Daniel Vanningen with this week's parenting podcast on how to improve communication between a teacher and a parent when a child has behavior problems in the classroom. Specificity is extremely valuable when elementary school teachers are dealing with behavior problems in the classroom, and this definitely applies to middle school teachers as well. Together, parents and teachers raise and educate the next generation. What powerful powerful roles and responsibilities. Because of the interconnected nature of their roles, it is important for parents and teachers to communicate often. Today, I will give some suggestions on how to maximize this communication when a child has had a problem in the classroom. First of all, it should absolutely be said that teachers have the toughest and most important job in the world. When teachers are overwhelmed, it is hard to stay specific. Likewise, when parents are overwhelmed, it's hard for them to stay specific. When parents are overwhelmed with two or three kids constantly bickering, or like a friend of mine who had 12, it is hard enough to have the energy to process through the specific problem. The key to dealing with behavior problems in the classroom is specific problem solving. Specific problem solving has to do with providing details as to the specific behavior of what happened and each time it happened. For example, Mrs. Johnson, a second grade teacher, can say, when Johnny was asked to put his hand down after somebody else was called, he refused and continued to wave his hand. When he was asked two additional times to put his arm down, Johnny said, nah. When I turned my head to help another child with something, I saw his arm move and he appeared to throw something. Another child said he threw his pencil at her head. As Mrs. Johnson explained this to the parent, this explanation is what's needed. What doesn't help parents is when the teacher is vague about behavior and makes comments like, he is doing things to rile up his fellow classmates. He is doing things to create funny business. He is attention-seeking, but instead of seeking attention the right way, he is seeking attention in inappropriate ways. He is trying to be funny with his friends, but it is disturbing the classroom. It seems he doesn't care about learning and is more interested in making everyone laugh and disturbing the classroom. And this, she is trying to be funny. She is attention-seeking. Um, so all of these interpretations may be accurate. However, conceptually, a child doesn't process this information in a way that helps them med- modify their behavior. Now, some insightful children can process through their behavior patterns depending on age, maturity, and level of insight. But most often, specific incident descriptions are needed. Consider parents who repeatedly hear or think about their children as quote-unquote problem kids. My child is constantly attention-seeking and disruptive in the classroom. Parents become overwhelmed and unsure of themselves. Immediately nip this thinking in the bud by confidently focusing on specifics. When a child is disruptive, the laser beam solution is to specifically talk about what happened, communicate expectations, problem solve with their child about what they should do in that situation, discuss how to cope when they feel upset, and consider alternative choices when they're in that situation again. This is hands-on problem solving. When teachers or parents use terms like defiant, non-compliant, oppositional, it doesn't help us help the child make better choices about behavior. And parents use these terms as ways to cope. Sometimes this leads to pathologizing childhood. Parents need to be specific. Here's the bottom line. If your teacher is dealing with behavior problems with your child and gives you a vague explanation, try to ask for a specific example.
If they can't, ask him or her if they would be willing to write down the incident so you can walk your child through the incident and what could have been done to handle it differently. Likewise, when parents describe behavior to other parents, specific details are important. So what we're talking about here is increasing the specificity of communication between teachers and parents. Now certainly, don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for appropriate conceptualization of issues and problems. But so often, parents accept these categorical terms, and it moves them away from specifically addressing these problems with their children. So it might help teachers cope with overwhelm, but it doesn't teach the child. So again, consider the five-step problem-solving method for parents when they address what happened with their children. So when you talk with your children, specifically go through what happened. So number one, specifically talk about what happened. Talk about the incident. Number two, communicate expectations with your child. Number three, Problem solve with your child about what they should do in that situation. What choices did they make? What choices could you make in that situation? Number four, discuss how to cope when they feel upset, when they feel angry, when they feel anxious, when they feel afraid, when they feel irritated. What are some things you can do when you get upset? Number five, consider alternative choices when they are in that situation again. If this happens again, What will be your choices and what will you do? Tip of the day. Thank you very much. Can you please give me a specific example? This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on how to improve communication between a teacher and a parent when a child has a behavior problem in the classroom.